it's Halloween this week in most parts of the world and it's going to be celebrated in Australia as well. Something that just wasn't when I was a young girl and something that I just didn't focus on too much when my children were growing up. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about not putting yourself under too much pressure to keep up with what everyone else is doing. And please, this is just my own personal opinion. I um, really commend people or mums in particular who do manage to get all of these things done with special events throughout the year. So don't take it personally. This is just what I've done. And let's head to today's podcast. Welcome to the Making It Like a Mother podcast. I'm your host, Anne Murphy, mother, wife, business coach, CEO, and entrepreneur of my own businesses, one of which I've been running since 2009 from when my children were aged four and two. Let me help you on your journey to a successful and profitable online business while juggling home, family, business, and you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Making It Like a Mother and happy Halloween if that's what you say and if you celebrate Halloween it's something that's not big on my annual calendar of events and I'll explain why in today's episode not only talking about Halloween but many other of these major events that happen throughout the year And as mothers, we want to make sure that our children experience all of the things and get involved, but exactly how much pressure you're putting yourself under to do this. Are you doing it for the children? Are you doing it for yourself? Or are you doing it to show other people that you're doing it? Are you being influenced by social media? So as a child of the 60s, I had no knowledge of Halloween. I think it was probably the early 70s that I first became aware of Halloween when I saw the Charlie Brown pumpkin patch movie or the whatever Charlie Brown was doing in regards to Halloween. I was a big fan of Charlie Brown and Snoopy growing up and that was the first time I ever knew about Halloween and I thought, wow, that's a great concept getting dressed up and walking around asking people for lollies or candy. We call candy lollies here in Australia. And I thought, wow, that would be really good. But in no uncertain terms, was my mother going to get involved in anything like that? And it just wasn't done in those days here in Australia. So fast forward to... um, me moving out on my own and living in apartments. We just didn't get any Halloween door knockers. I don't even think it happened in the 80s or 90s much here in Australia. And then when my ex-husband and I moved um, to the suburbs and bought our house, we'd been here a couple of years and then I think I heard some door knockers, some little children, neighbourhood children knocking on the door and they were all dressed up and they asked for candy and or lollies and we didn't have any and I went oh that's cute and then um, the same thing happened the next year and 
it probably took me a couple of years to realise to get organised enough to just put a few uh, lollies in a basket to hand out and because I just wasn't um, influenced by Halloween or or the whole concept but then fast forward to having my own children there was no escaping it um, I think when they first started kindergarten there might have been um, some activities based around Halloween and then uh, they may have been at um, primary school by the time they started going trick-or-treating because you know everyone else was doing it and kids in the neighborhood were doing it so they were probably at um, primary school when they first ever went on a trick-or-treat and I'm one of these people that I don't like buying um, costumes <coughs> off the shelf out of the store I'll do everything in my power to make something just to um, just to utilize stuff that I've already got and just not to waste money on um, off-the-shelf costumes. So I always set about trying to make whatever the children wanted to go as. And this put me under the pump because, you know, I wanted to make sure that they were going dressed as the, the character that they wanted to go as. And, of course, my daughter, in her quirky ways, which I will be going into more depth on future episodes always chose really unusual things but somehow we managed to put together costumes I look back at old photos and I think oh my goodness um, she thought she looked absolutely fantastic in whatever she got dressed up as but I just had a little chuckle to myself and and thought you know she looks so cute but gosh the costume's dodgy so I always um, always tried to um, meet their wishes and um, do what they wanted to do I was lucky on the other hand with my son he was a huge Star Wars fan from a very um, young age so I bought him I invested in a Darth Vader mask and basically he went as Darth Vader every year up until a couple of years if he went trick-or-treating or if they had a school disco fundraiser for Halloween so I got out of that really easily. But the other thing I must admit I did buy and it put me into um, a really good place and saved me so much time. And that was this black ninja suit. Um, <laughs> it was so cute on my son. But it, it fit him for, for like years. But it was just black pants, a black um, kind of sweater type thing and a black headband. So he could basically go as a ninja or it formed part of his um, Darth Vader costume. I think it came with a cape, a black cape as well. So my daughter used the black cape if she wanted to go as a vampire or a butterfly or whatever. So these um, pieces of costume got, um, got used so many years for Halloween costumes. But that's... Um, that's basically about all I did and now that they're nearly 16 and 14 they're not really interested that much in doing it I think this probably might be the last year that my son does it but I can remember in those um, their younger years it would mean having to go trick-or-treating with them I didn't let them go on their own there wasn't you know pe people in our neighborhood work so some families went trick-or-treating 
later in the evening, but I always tried to make sure that it was done before dark. So it meant having to go walk around the streets and it was right on dinner time and trying not to get the children to eat all the lollies before dinner and they used to get so excited about it. But deep down I was thinking, why am I doing this? Why am I getting them involved in Halloween when it really means nothing to me or or didn't mean anything to me growing up? But I think that's part of the changing times and, and the things that the children are interested in now. But after a while, I just thought, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Um, the children weren't all that interested in getting dressed up. And the last time was a few years ago now, and there was one whole street um, in the next suburb over that was uh, where you could go trick-or-treating. And it kind of it gave me a bit of a shock, actually, because they had buses of people coming to visit this street because every house in the street was decorated in some way for Halloween and I kind of thought am I overreacting that this is all a little bit cray cray or um, have I missed something why are all these people spending so much money on these plastic pieces of rubbish from the dollar shops to decorate their house to have thousands upon thousands of people walking up and down the street it was only a small street and I lost the kids and and then by the end of it they just weren't getting any lollies at the end of it because everyone had run out but it was just kind of what influenced people so much that they had to go to these um, lengths to do this and what did they get out of it and I guess this is the unusual part coming from someone who didn't celebrate things like this in such a big way. And it doesn't matter if it's Halloween or Christmas or Easter or birthday parties. You have to kind of ask yourself, are you putting yourself under too much pressure when it comes to these kind of events? You know, ask yourself, are you doing it really just for the pure enjoyment that you see the children get out of it? Are you doing it because you want to keep up with the Joneses? Are you doing it for the sake of capturing it on in a photo so that you can share it on social media? But with everything else that we've got to do, I just kind of wonder what sort of priority this puts um, in the grand scheme of things in, in your life. Uh, I always did everything for the children, so I always put their best interests at heart but at the end of the day you know something's got to give something's you've got to ask yourself are you really doing this for yourself or the children and you know I um, pandered to their needs I guess when it came to the Halloween school disco or going for a walk around the streets to get a bit of candy and letting them dress up for one day because they used to get so excited about it but never did I decorate my house or never did I um, you know if I just didn't if I forgot to buy lollies to give out once the children stopped trick-or-treating I just didn't bother about it you know did people think that I'm mean and nasty about that I just have have life to get on with and the same thing goes for um, birthday parties I can remember growing up you might think my mother's mean but um, we only ever had one birthday party my 10th birthday party but 
when my children came along, it was like, oh, I've got to have a birthday party. You know, I've got to have this cake and get a picture of my son or my daughter, you know, having their first piece of cake when they were 12 months old and all this kind of thing. And then that soon stopped because, oh, so many times for my daughter, she, you know, I'd have a birthday party every year and I would say, um, you know, what did what sort of birthday party did she want? One year it might have been a Cinderella birthday party. Another year was My Little Ponies and it was dinosaurs and then uh, so many other strange and unusual um, birthday party requests. And then when my son started having birthday parties, it was, uh, you know, cars, Lightning McQueen themed and uh, oh, some other unusual games that he used to play. And then I think my daughter might have been turning six and my son four. And then I had the great idea to have a combined birthday party, um, something that they were both interested in. And it was um, oh, one of these pirate cartoons, Jake and the Never Never Ending Pirate, Never Ending Pirates. I can't even remember what it's called now. And I thought, well, that's really good. I can sort of kill two birds with one stone and I made a pirate birthday cake and I had pirate themed food and there was pirate battles and my sister got dressed up as a pirate and she was organizing the games and the next year you know I tried to do something similar and it didn't matter what I organized the kids just went off and made their own fun they would be playing together they would be running around jumping on the trampoline and then it just dawned on me why am I going to all this trouble? Because it would start weeks in advance. You know, you'd have to create the invitations, the themed invitations and send them out, often to not get any RSVPs because that's a thing now. No one seems to RSVP to an invitation. And you just would put yourself under so much pressure to, to make it perfect. And I kind of thought at the end of the day, who am I making this perfect for? Um, yes, my daughter now does still talk about the memories that she has of these parties but was it for the sake of getting all the photos for a blog post was it for to share on social media although back in those early days um, social media wasn't as big as it is now but I just stopped doing it I would make a very simple cake um, put some icing on it if they wanted like if my son wanted something with Star Wars I would just print a picture off um, the internet, a scene from Star Wars and I'd laminate it and put a few candles on it, put a bit of party food out like I would for an afternoon tea now if the, the if my children had friends around, a few chips and lollies and drink and they loved it and I thought all those years I was creating these grand parties for my children who was really benefiting from them you know was I doing it to impress the mums of the children that came what what was I putting myself under all this pressure for when it could have just been an easy run up to the actual date of a little party a bit of uh, water play uh, and let the kids run wild and just watch them and now when they're 16 and 14 gosh it's it's nothing it's usually let's just have two friends over and have a pizza night and watch movies or play video games so um, 
the end is inside if you've got young children when they do get to become teenagers is it is a lot easier but the point of this podcast today is just to remind yourself that uh, you do what's best for your family but more importantly do what's best for yourself your children will have good memories of those parties I guess and memories of going trick-or-treating and they might continue that tradition with their family but if you're not able to do it whether it's due to um, lack of money or lack of time or you have other pressing um, issues to address don't put yourself under pressure just you know tell your children calmly and nicely look I'm sorry we won't be able to go trick-or-treating today Uh, there's um, so many other things that need doing but how about we go to the park or go and get an ice cream tomorrow or whatever and they'll understand that's what used to happen to my children when when we stopped going Um, same as a birthday party they don't always have to be themed the same thing applies to Easter Um, I never ever had an Easter egg hunt I know nothing about Easter egg hunts in the backyard that was nothing that um, my mother ever did for us so I never did it with my children and I kind of think but why I don't understand about Easter egg hunts so probably just old-fashioned values Um, I only have history to go by I wasn't influenced by what everyone else was doing and I just did what I knew how to do and it kept for a calm and peaceful household it helped me to stay on budget where I wasn't spending unnecessarily and I also didn't have a lot of um, extra stuff to pack up like all those people in that street that celebrated Halloween you know where are they going to store all this stuff I I would see like full-size coffins and headstones and things like that and I just kind of like shook my head thinking why are these people doing this Um, but if that's your thing you know go right ahead but really um, to stop putting yourself under pressure really ask yourself is this fitting in with you and your family dynamic right now and is there a better easier way to do these things where everyone uh, is feeling satisfied with what's going on I guess and you can focus then on yourself and doing other things that are more enjoyable as a family and also finding that time for your business Um, not everything in life has to be worth a social media uh, post just enjoy each day as it comes and just watch your family grow and get the same enjoyment out of life as if um, you they would if you went and Um, created this huge expense over a special event throughout the year so that's what I wanted to talk about today if you are celebrating Halloween and it is a big thing for you and your family um, you know have a happy Halloween I I don't want to sound like I'm a, um, a fuss pot or anything like that but this is just what's worked for me and there's no hard or fast rules in life You can do whatever you like as long as you don't put yourself under too much pressure when you don't need to. So thanks very much for listening today. I will be back next week um, talking more about how to make good use of your time and rather find easier solutions for getting things done in your home, in your life and your business 
rather than sticking to strict schedules. So that's the topic for next week. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on making it like a mother. You know, you can subscribe to uh, listen to every episode and never miss an episode by going to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or your other favourite podcasting platform or head to the annlmurphy.com website and follow the link to the podcast and you'll find all the episodes there. Thank you.